and make sure we do it right. So that's the main thing. Want to try to give you all quality as much as we can for what we got because you know what our, our budget is a shoestring budget. So <laughs> we rocking with what we got. All right, we, we making it work. We making it do what it do. Do what it do. Yes. All right, my cousin. Today, let's talk about this here. <laughs> A wild road trip story you done been on. And I know you got several. <gasps> several. I want to hear from you first on yours, and then I'll tell you mine, because I'm, I'm pretty sure mine is not going to be anywhere near as entertaining as yours. I'm, I'm trying to think of which one <laughs> would really... Um, oh, every time you got to narrow them down, like, who did that many? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you my most favorite one. All right, go ahead. So, the trip was to Michigan to go to the Big Ballers Christmas party, which was was hosted by or thrown by Insane Clown Posse and Psychopathic Records. Okay. So, this particular Christmas party was on like a Saturday. All right. right? And it's in the wintertime, hence Christmas, right? So we're from Virginia, so we, we're used to Virginia weather. Right. So it's myself, Bo, Crystal, and Jason, uh, which was, that was the, the group at the time. And we set out to go to Michigan on a weekend to this big ballers party. Okay. So <laughs> um, I made all of the arrangements, which is what I always do, because nobody nobody does the legwork. They, they benefit, but they don't do the legwork. So booking the hotels and getting the rental car and all of the things that should be shared responsibility, I'm always in charge of. So we um we 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 get everything, we we jump in the car, um, we leave to go to Michigan. Mm-hmm. And we okay, so first of all, we get to Michigan and we go to find our hotel. So this is back before like Oh, this is back like, for GPS. This, this is like this is when you had the map quest and print out directions. This is when, right. This is when you had <laughs> like map quest and oh. um confirmation things <laughs> printed out and, and things of that nature. Oh yeah. So um we get to Michigan and we go to our hotel. And the hotel looks so sketch, but it's it's a big high-rise hotel and and outside it looks sketch but it's like this is a huge hotel it looked like they got hundreds and hundreds of rooms so right it can't be sketch right mm-hmm. so we go to park and the parking attendant gives us a ticket um to put in a, in a truck or whatever and he's like um we're not responsible if your car gets damaged or stolen and at this time in in, in michigan in detroit um car theft was oh it bananas. was bananas oh, i want to say oh yeah so we're looking like how are we gonna get home if, if the car gets stolen? <laughs> right. Posted. And 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 let's keep it a buck. I didn't roll with people who understood the adult side of the world, like uh credit cards and I, things of that nature that you need to to um to secure uh, <laughs> rental cars and hotel rooms and things of that nature. <laughs> Um, cause we were in our early twenties and we, sh- what we should have known we didn't. So again, a-, a lot of that responsibility was on the person who had those actual things. Right. So we get to, we get, we get in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And the hotel is just, it just, it smells like mildew and moldy or whatever. So 
already. Oh no. Some some not right when we walk in. We all looking at each other and it, it has this like vintage look to it. But I'm I'm you know, I know I know about style and fashion and things. So I know sometimes when you go in certain places, they want the look to be vintage. That's the look they're going for. So I'm like, all right, maybe that's the look they're going for. So we go and we get the room key or whatever, and it's just so sketch. And we go up to the room, and I swear to you, it was like the room looked like some off power or or the wire or something. We go in, it's two um which should be two queen size beds. Yeah. It's two full size beds. Okay. Yeah, keep in mind. That, that's that's issue I, number one. I'm a chubby chaser. Everybody know that. I love I love fat boys. I love fat men. Like I love, love fat men. So how this gonna work? Right, me, and Jason, <laughs> me and Jason, and we are equal size. <laughs> and it's Bo and Crystal. They even though they want a couple, but it's like this just ain't gonna work, right? Right. So we go in the bathroom. The bathroom isn't clean. Oh no. Um. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. So okay. So the first thing that happened was the first one we went to check into. It went open for us. So they sent us to another room. All right. So that was the that was the first problem. The room the room you actually sent us to wouldn't let us in. So you sent us to another room, which obviously hadn't been clean. And it has these two full size beds, which are supposed to be queen size beds. Um, the bathroom's not clean. The room is cold, right? So we're looking around like, oh my God, this is where we gotta stay. And when you're young in your twenties and you're just trying to get somewhere and have some fun, sometimes you, you make the decision like I'll thug it out. Yeah. So um it was like some some just didn't feel good in my shine, <laughs> in my soul. So I was like, nah, I can't, I can't rock with it. Like, so I go over to the window and I pull the curtain back, and it's like an inch thick piece of ice across the window. What? I'm like, oh my god, it's so cold in here. Like, it was so cold that the condensation that was building up in the window had froze. Had frozen. That's how we talk in Michigan. We're not talking. Oh about yeah, you yeah, that's a different kind so of cold. It's for us, that's Midwest cold. Right. Like that's different us, cold. This is, this is different. So we all started looking around the room to find the heater so we can cut the heater on. Yeah. We look and we look and we look and we can't find it. So I called down to the front desk and I said, hey, can you know, already calling because I'm like, the, the the room's not clean. The, you know, the toilet, the, the bathroom's not clean. Right. Somebody's already used the toilet, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll get somebody to come clean it up. And I'm like, no, nah, that's unacceptable. Um, we just need on to top of because um, how do y'all? Where is the heating source to cut the heat on? Because we're in the process of trying to figure some shit out. But I mean, yeah, it's still cold. Figure some stuff out. So, um, but we still cold. So we're trying to make uh, sense of it. And so the, the lady tells me. You don't have a you don't have a heater in your room. The hotel is the whole hotel is wired on um, on a heating system, and it has it has certain times it comes on throughout the day and night. What type of crap is what? that? Hold up, are you better? So I, I'm like, so I'm like, nah, whoa. nah, this ain't gonna work for us. We from Virginia. This this room is sketch already. This is confirmation that we, we gotta we go can't stay here. So she understood and was like, that's fine. You know, um, you know, y'all, y'all can come, um, gonna refund your money or go back to your car, blah, 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 et cetera. 
So we go to a Hilton hotel, not far from there. Okay. Everything was great. Um, and that's the thing I hate the most about when you're going out of town sometimes and you, you're trying to find these reviews on these hotels. Sometimes they're not Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Um, it, can, it can say a Marriott hotel, but that don't mean it's owned by Marriott right. anymore. Right. And so we get, we get to the Hilton. Um, accommodations is through the roof compared to where, where we were. <laughs> um, they have a parking uh, deck. Um, it's clean. It's up to date. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's legit. So Crystal says, I want to go get some beer because I don't want to get into the party, the, um, the um, Christmas party and have to spend money on alcohol. So I'm like, cool. Okay. I'm not a drinker at that time. I didn't drink at all. Uh, you know, I, I, I was known to crack open a Yoohoo or two, you know, <laughs> um, but I wasn't, I didn't drink alcohol. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll take her to get her some beer. Mm -hmm. We get chased by a crackhead. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, so we go in the store, Crystal and I, Bo and Jason stayed in the room. They wanted to sleep. Um, did some rest or whatever. I look back on it now and I'm like, that wasn't a move. But I'm I'm super aggressive and I, I know how to handle myself and how to carry myself and how to protect myself. But thinking back now, we should have made them go with us. A hundred percent. Because we're in Detroit. And I I don't I didn't know a lot about Detroit, but I knew enough about Detroit. Right. Because that had been a couple of times. So we go to the store, Crystal goes in, she gets a beer, we're coming out, and this guy, this guy actually comes in the store with us, this older guy, he had on a had on like a military type jacket. And he 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 tells Crystal something like, God bless America, something, something patriotic, and he hands her an American flag on a toothpick. <laughs> so Crystal looks at me because I hate to say this, but we come from two different worlds. Crystal, yeah. Crystal is like five three, five four, blonde hair, blue eyes. And she she don't she come from the suburbs. Right. I come from the inner city. So she's looking at me and I'm giving her a look like don't engage. Like, come don't. on. Just like, 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 right. Just I'm go. giving her a look go. like he's sketch. Like, right. Just so go. she she she's looking at me like what what I'm like, you're right, come on. So she pays for the beer. We try to sprint out of the store. He's then walked to the back of the store, but he sees Crystal has this case of beer in her hand. Of course. So the whole purpose of him talking to her, giving her the little flag with the toothpick and everything and all of that was to just kind of have some interaction or rapport with her. We, we, he starts yelling for us not to leave out the store. He's <laughs> at the back, in the back of the store doing something Hold up. or trying to grab a beer or something. And we take off. And we run. <laughs> I mean, we, we sprinting to get to the, the truck. So we get to the truck. I hit the locks. I, I jump in the, in the driver's seat. She, as soon as she snatches the door open and jumps in the driver's seat, all you see is a hand grab the door. And he's like, hey, baby, can I have one of those bills? And she was like, no. And he said, give me back my damn flag. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't take his flag back. <laughs> so he said, give me back my damn flag. <laughs> So Crystal was still holding out. 
left his flag and walked on out. He was pissed. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> that's when it was like, all right. We oh ain't in, my God. Dorothy, we ain't in Kansas. No, right? y'all aren't. So we go back to the hotel. Oh, we man. tell Bona what happened. They crack up laughing. And we thinking like, okay, that's the most eventful thing that's going to happen tonight. No, 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 no. So we get, we, we, we take, like we rest, take a nap, whatever, get up. Everybody gets dressed for the, for the Christmas party and we go. Mm-hmm. And this is downtown Detroit. And I'm going to keep references. We are Boy, in, y'all in downtown D- Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Not the outskirts. Y'all in Detroit. We're in Detroit, the D. <laughs> so we get to the party. And if you would, you, you familiar with Broad Street. Yeah. So imagine parking on the street on Broad Street oh. and getting out your car and having to walk into whatever venue you're going to so you're on a street on a street, street street you're not in a parking deck Ooh, that's... a street so already you you fight, all right you fighting for fighting for your life space, yeah fighting right? for parking space and fighting for your life to move yeah we find a parking space that's on the same block but it's a, a, a small ways we can see the entrance we can see the building but we're down the block a little bit okay so i park right we get out again I'm from the inner city. I'm from the hood. So I know, I know my people. Yeah. <laughs> so we get out the car and I hear somebody go like, psst, psst, Oh, here we psst. go. So I turn around and I look and it's some people standing in the bushes. It's a, a, a man, it's two men and a, and a woman. Uh-huh. And he said, Miss Lady, Miss Lady. And I say, yeah, what's up? So he come, he walks around, comes out, comes out from between the bushes, and he says, Um, I got a deal for you. I said, Oh, okay. What's up? He said, You could pay me ten dollars to watch your car, or you could pay me twenty dollars so my friends don't break into your car. I'm sorry. That that that's so <laughs> that what kind of deal so, is that? So again. I'm from the hood, right. so I know. I, I know basically what. That's a nice way of saying you will give me ten dollars. You, you right? give you give me ten dollars. Huh? So I'm going. To, I'm about to go in my pocket to get him the ten dollars. And Bo's like, "Don't get him shit. You better not get him nothing." And I'm like, "Chill. You did a couple couple. Chill, chill, you, chill. You know. If you from, you should know. You, you should know. If you're not from the streets, so you ain't got people from the streets, or whatever the case may be." You you don't understand street etiquette and things of that nature. So I heard him loud and clear when he said, "You can pay me ten dollars to watch your car. You can pay me twenty dollars so my friends don't break into your car." So which so what, he already told me which one. What is going to be? So I'm like, I'm more street smart and savvy than the, than the three I'm with. So I'm like, we in Michigan. It's going to be a cold ride home if a window broke. Right, and it's this, a rental this ain't, car. This, we ain't from here. You know, we even got a rental car from a sketch place. Seeing like this enterprise. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so, um, I gave him the ten dollars. I'm like, yo, chill. I got it. Yeah, we got it. So don't don't sweat it. So yeah. I gave him the ten dollars. He's like, thank you, baby. And it's just something about certain people from the streets. It's a code. It's an honor. Yeah. You know? So we go, <laughs> we go into the party. Um, had a good time in 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 the party. Um, come out at three a.m. Mm. and oh no, I ain't. All right, as you were saying before, we were really interrupted <laughs> by our by technology over here. 
So, um, yeah, so the guy said, you know, you can pay me $10 to watch your truck or you can pay me $20 so my friends won't break into it. Um, so I paid him, paid him the money and we, I'm like, we locked, we good. Mm -hmm. We go into the, um, big ballers Christmas party, have a great time. We come out three in the morning. So imagine you familiar with Broad Street. Oh yeah. So come out three in the morning, the part, you know, the party's over it. So all of the people that that are inside. Inside out too. Are exiting the party. It's hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, (laughs) I see the police lights. All up and down the street. Oh yeah, I'm thinking, you know, they either funneling traffic out in one direction, or um, something happened. Mm-hmm. So we, we you, you know, uh, yeah, you know, you know how people. So we look at them like, all right, we got to, got to make it to this car because some, some, yeah, some, some know, going let's, on. Let's, let's go ahead and get to the car. Let's keep it right. Keep it pushing. We're walking towards the car, and as we walk up the sidewalk, all you hear is people cussing. Uh oh. F this bleep that bleep bleep bleep, and all you see is busted windows, car after, after car, car after car, after car after car. Oh, and so Bo and Jason and Crystal just look at me. I already know what's up. Mm-hmm. I, I'm you. I, I, yeah. I understand this behavior. So we, when we finally get down to our truck, the car in front of us is hit. The car behind us is hit. Cars across the street is hit. All you hear is. Psst, I turn around. He said, sweetie, I hope y'all had a good time. Y'all get home. Y'all be safe. Get back home to Virginia. And they bolted across the field. They had, <laughs> Every- they had everybody's <laughs> stuff they took oh out the car, God. radios, everything. And I'm just like, all right, my God. You know, yeah. like, but y'all he, be literally, cool. he literally honored me paying him and he did not smash our windows. But a good majority of the people that they approached, that they was kind of like, and juggalos are weird with that. Um, they have this big, big ego, big um, energy, big attitude, big whatever, that when somebody's like speaking to them in the moment of a juggalo event, they don't hear anything you say. So when the dude probably approached them, they probably, a lot of them probably customized, I'm not giving you nothing. Uh-huh. And Okay. But he, All right. he, he was about that life. So... I was so tickled and Bowden was so tickled because my guy literally waited till we got out and was like, because you got to realize in that area, it's plenty of people out there that's that's jacking, that's yeah. breaking in the cars and stuff. And it's a cold amongst these. I hate to say that. So they watched and made sure that other people in the area that was doing the same thing they were doing, they didn't hit all those cars. Right. They made sure that nobody messed with our car because we was... We so, no, they're they solid. They're cool. Right. And it was only a handful of cars that were not broken into. And then I realized that's why the police were there. They're taking all these unnecessary reports. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that stuff is gone. Right. That stuff so, is out of here. <laughs> that was, and I wish, I wish, I wish that was the end. It's um, more? I wish that was the end of the story. So we go back to the hotel. Like unscathed or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, grab something, eat, go back to the hotel. We're 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 um we're in the hotel. We join the rest of the night. We got to get back up in the morning and go back to Virginia. Yeah, right. So we go to sleep in the great lush hotel room, upgraded from the disaster room. <laughs> we get up. Hotels legit, you know, continental breakfast the whole night. Yeah. So we get up, we get dressed, time to go back to Richmond. Only problem is, it's started snowing. 
And we ain't talking Richmond snow. We're oh, we're talking, talking Midwest snow. We're talking Detroit snow. Oh, Michigan snow. No. So we get up like, oh, we should head out. We should go ahead. Going head out now. now. Right. Right. So we can get in front of this. Right. We get. We get. We get up. We go downstairs. We get in the truck. Right. We all mm. packed up. Um, trucks warming up and everything. And we we had that weather up there anyway. Like it was snowing stuff on the ground anyway. Yeah. Um, from where it had snow like that week before during the week when we were not there. So, you know, the car has like, when you know, kickback from car riding in front of you or whatever. So the, the, the windshield's like filthy. Yeah. So I hit the wiper to um wash off the windshield. Nothing. So I'm fussing, fussing and cussing about, I'm going to let, let these rental car people know about themselves. How y'all give us a car with no washer fluid in it? I can't believe this. So we, we stopped. We said, we're going to stop, you know, at like a gas station or whatever, grab some um, fluid, some uh, windshield wiper fluid. Right, and fill it in and there. And fill it up so we can be straight on the ride home. Pop the hood. Go to fill up the washing fluid and it's frozen. I'm, I'm, it's not empty. It's frozen solid. It is frozen. <laughs> Me and Bo looked at each other and had another Wayne in Kansas moment. No, y'all said, not. We got to get out of here. So, <laughs> At the time, <laughs> at the time, Wendy's was selling the Wild Mountain Chicken Sandwich. Shout out to Wendy's, best sandwich they ever created. We <laughs> shout out to Larry. <laughs> so we stopped at Wendy's, right? We pulled up at this Wendy's that was so odd to us, and we couldn't figure out why it was so odd. And I'm looking like this Wendy's dumb. They only had like four pocket spaces, like literally like huh? four. The way it was situated, it had only four parking spaces. I'm like, this is the weirdest little piece of property. So again, we're from Richmond, so we don't know no better. Right. We jump out because we don't want to go through the drive. We jump out. We go in. This is before Richmond. This is before Richmond's time. Mm -hmm. We go inside and we walk in and we are four stopping our tracks. We look in the entire the entire counter span. The width of the of the counter is like bulletproof glass. So we had never seen anything like that a day in our life. Not the whole counter. The entire. So if the counter was eight feet, there was a wall of of, of bulletproof glass. Of bullet, eight feet. You couldn't you couldn't get to them, and your food is is sent in a in a little drawer. They put it in and they push it out to you. You cannot get to them, and the only way you can get to them is to go through a back door, crash through the building. So <laughs> crash through the building <laughs> because they know this and they're protected. You're not Yo. you're not getting Chick Fil A service because we know we're protected behind. Yo. So we come in. There are no seats in this restaurant. So this is typically one of get those, your food and get, get out. Your food and get out, which now lets me know. I'm, again, I'm in Detroit, Detroit. Yeah, we ain't even designing this for you to sit down and eat. Get no. your stuff and go. So I'm like, let's do. Come on, come on, come on, kids. Order and go. Let's order and go. Come on, kids. Let's do this. And shout out to Crystal because she ain't from where I'm from. And so she decides to want to have like a whole dissertation with these people about. Please don't. I'm like, can I get the wild mountain chicken combo? Bo, like, can I get the wild mountain? Jason, like, let me get this on, so on, so. Let me get this on, so. Crystal's like. Well, what comes on? Don't don't girl, ask some questions, girl. Order this food, whatever you don't want on it, take it off. This ain't the time for a special and order. They like, and she's asking questions like, 
does it come with tomatoes? I, and the girl's like, yeah, it come with tomatoes. <laughs> That's how they're answering her. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and so they're looking at me and Bo. Hey, would y'all get this? Would y'all cause, get her? Because Crystal and Jason are white. Mm-hmm. Me and Bo are black. So the assumption was me and Bo are the couple, Crystal and Jason is the couple. Right. That's 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 not, not the case, was. right? So the black people are looking at me and Bo like, why they don't understand what what why don't understand our energy? And we look, I'm like, Crystal, please just order your food. And she's like, I don't want any tomato. I don't want any of this. I want the cheese here. I want the sauce on the side. And I'm looking at the girl like. Like, yo, don't don't I'm spit, so don't, sorry. don't spit looking, in my food, I'm okay? Looking, Please no, don't. It's not. I'm, I'm just looking at the girl like I'm so sorry because I understand. I understand where we at. I know where we at. And all of this, I'm reading what you're. I'm reading what you're putting out. I receive what you're putting out. Let me just get. Let us get our food and bounce. And I'm looking at Crystal like, Please like, just, just order this stuff and go. So they gave us. They gave us our food, mm-hmm. and we did. And so Bo. True man, him and Jason, true, 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 true to be a man, went to Michigan without winter coats. <laughs> they just had on the woods. Yes, sit it over there. So they decided to go to Michigan without winter coats. They had on like hoodies. Are you if serious? In Michigan? If I'm not mistaken, Jason had on like two t shirts and a hoodie. So, you, so, so basically, you freezing. Listen. So, <laughs> it's so cold when we left to go gas. When we walked out with our food, because now I'm like, we got we to gotta go. Like, we, we got to yeah. go, right? When we go, when we walk out the door to get, go get back in the truck with our food, this, like, homeless guy walks up and was like, y'all got any change? Crystal and Bo are Tauruses. Of course. So they're all like, we ain't got nothing. And I'm, I always give homeless people money because I don't judge people. I don't know their backstory. Before Bonham could finish getting that census out, he opens up. He had, he had on a military jacket too, similar to the oh, guy okay. that we ran into. The, the, the one that looks like a suit jacket. Yeah. That's all he had on. He had on no shirt. He was bare chested up under it. When he opened up his jacket, and he had on like the the, the, the military suit style type jacket mm-hmm. that like their dress yeah whatever. like dress blues or whatever he opens it he has on no shirt and he has a what's it a uh um is it a colostomy bag or i think that i might be saying that correct yeah colostomy bag yeah they're going to stop there that thing broke bo down bo was like when he opened his jacket bo was like Bo went in his pocket and gave that man everything he had. He looked at us like we was we was already, you know, already right. going. That thing broke Bo down. And it broke Bo down so bad because he was like, how is he out here with no shirt? Like, this dude out here, he don't even have a shirt on. Bo was just like, he just was looking at, like, Bo was, he felt so bad because he's like, this dude, like, how is he out here with no shirt on? Right. Because when we went to the gas station, we all had to take turns. Well, they all had to take turns. Bo and Jason had to take turns pumping gas because it was so cold. I'm driving and I'm a girl. And I ain't so pumping gas. That, right. That's <laughs> it was so cold that when Bo was pumping gas, and keep keep in mind, he, I told you he didn't have a coat. Yeah. He looked at me and said, Cousin, can y'all please just leave the door open while I, I pump gas? That's how cold it was. <laughs> he tried to get some simple to eat. Some, you know, yeah, it was that very cold. So when Bo saw this man no. out there, literally, with no basically felt like Man, no, no clothes shirt on. no clothes on and he had that you know glossy bag right it, it it was it really was sad and 
like I say, with me, I always give homeless people money or, you know, because you don't know people's backstories. Right. I hate the people in a, first of all, $5 ain't going to make or break nobody's life. They're not even asking you for that. People get so stymied about 50 cent, a quarter, a dollar. What could you do in the world right now with a dollar? You really can't go to store and buy nothing. You can't, you can't go to the dollar you store can't, anymore. You can't that. even go, right, you can't even go to the dollar store and buy nothing. You can't even buy little Debbie no more for a dollar. Nope. So I'd be tripping off people when they get super angry with people who ask, who say, who might really be on hard times, say, hey, you got any change? And they think that giving them a dollar is changing their world. You can't do nothing with a dollar. If I was to go out here and give a truly homeless person a hundred dollars, it's not going to make a break. Their life. It's not going to do nothing for them. I'm, t- I'm thinking about my life, my bills, what I pay, my leisure, yeah. my life in its totality. And a hundred dollars is not going to break, make a break nothing. So that, you know, so that was like such a great moment that happened and I felt like it softened Bo's heart in that moment because yeah. Bo was just like <gasps> oh you out here like, oh my god like, like you, struggling you really for real. Up, right yeah you so, struggling for real um so we got him straight good jumped in the truck we got to eat it in the truck and yeah because it's like two at this point like, oh my god at this point we gotta get out of Detroit yeah point. number one is Detroit is dangerous um it's snowing so we got to make it to Ohio mm. So we're eating in the truck. We thugging it out. We in the truck. Nobody told us it was a blizzard. Like coming up the north, like the um the east. Uh-huh. Right. So keep in mind, this isn't we don't have social media. Oh, yeah, like that's the now. That's, yeah, that's the so one we don't, that, we don't like we, that. If we were sitting in the hotel and we happened to be watching the news, you'll we see what's going on. was coming. But that yeah. was how we got information back then. So we just driving. And it's a whiteout. Oh no! It's a whiteout. Now this is before I had my TDL. Oh, time. right. Jason don't drive. He has no license. Jesus. Uh, Crystal's afraid to drive. Uh huh. Bo's afraid to drive, but we're all supposed to drive like you know two yeah, or three carry, hours. Yeah, everybody carry different legs. Right, the right, leg of the trip. Right. So Crystal helped drive coming up. Crystal and I drove coming up. Mm-hmm. So that took her off the hook driving back right right so it's supposed to just be me me and Bo so we're driving it's white out and we're going to the highway and we I don't want to say we're creeping but in, creeping because like you can't see nothing in comparison we right we creeping yeah. all you see at the time I didn't know it because like I said I didn't have my CDL I see all these big rigs which at the time I thought had pulled off over into the ditch. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first saw maybe the first five, some in this direction, in the way we're going, some in the direction, opposite direction, I just assumed, you know, oh, they stopped because it's snowing, whatever. All of these rigs had slid over into the ditch. Like these were crash rigs. Like they didn't, they didn't purposely, they, didn't put purposely the rigs. they all had slid. Right. Whoa. The further we got into, leaving out of Michigan to get to Ohio, mm-hmm. that's when you start seeing rigs in deeper ditches and the and the and the um the whole cab of the truck is kind of facing the trailer and what? so that's when I realized oh so the ones we we saw in the beginning. Oh they was they was all oh, like, they, they they didn't just pull over they, like they, they got crashed out too. Right? <laughs> we we missed that particular year um Ohio had a pile up mm. a real bad pile up we missed it by like two or three hours. Ooh. We we like we barely, barely missed, missed it. it. 
because I'm driving and like I can say I'm back then I was the one who always bared the responsibility of a, of a lot of stuff and I didn't mind but when I'm tired I'm tired somebody else needs to drive right so I'm telling Bo like yo you, know, you gotta you gotta take over right when when I'm driving he's he's in the passenger seat knocked out Crystal's back there knocked out Jason's knocked out I'm thugging it by myself right oh. this has been any road trip I've ever been on and I drive everybody is comfortably seat they feel safe with me driving the minute somebody else has to drive and I got to get in the passenger seat or whatever. All of a sudden now, they need they need somebody to help them stay woke. <laughs> now you I was kidding so me? Tight. So, so both started driving, and he was like, I, I'm, I'm scared I'm going to miss the exit. I'm like, bro, we're we on a 100-mile stretch. Like, it's impossible it's, for you to you, just, you're not gonna miss just stay on this Stay on this path and just keep pushing. That man would not let me sleep. I had to for real? I had to literally stay up. Oh, he kept feeling like I mean, we got like paper directions, map quest, or whatever. Oh. But he felt like he kept feeling like he was gonna miss the exit. And I kept trying to tell him like, "You're not gonna miss the exit. We got like a hundred miles before you got. You, know, you got. You got. I think at we had crossed, least right. We had crossed like from Michigan to Ohio, so we were on that part that was gonna stretch us all week. Yeah, like to like DC or whatever. Right. He wasn't feeling it, and I get it. Now I look back now, and I get it with all that snow and all these. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 it started, was scary. They started being cars, in ditches, trucks, trailers, big rigs. So it it was it was scary. So when it got to the point where I think his anxiety was ramped up too much, I was like, just pull it over. I got it because I do I do well in um in high anxiety situations. I'm able to focus in yeah, and do what needs to be done. Right, and so got us to um. It took us what should have been like an eight-hour trip. Took us almost twenty-four hours because of, because of the, of the snow. snow. Yeah, and then because we had to creep, and then by the time we get we, we got to deep by way of DC, like around about Tyson's Cornerway, right? Black ice. Yeah, so you still got to creep. Black ice for I know maybe 20, 25 miles. Yeah, so you still got to creep. So you see cars just spinning out, uh, just polar cars with the. Uh, Two wheel drive, front wheel oh, drive. Oh no, they, they stand a chance. They don't stand they a chance. Struggling. Um, you see big rigs spinning. You see people cars spinning out in front of you and to the left of you. Because at this time, I mean, like I said, it took us so long to get home because we we literally it felt like we did thirty to thirty five miles an hour from Michigan back to Richmond. Whoo, we and I had to I had to throw it on my shoulders and get us back. Hey, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I imagine sometimes that's what it takes. Like you know what, we gotta get this done. So that's my story. Ooh, man! I told you mine would be nowhere near as entertaining as yours. <laughs> my well, crazy road trip I've been on was one. Me and Tyreek went. We went down to Virginia Beach. It was a church convention. Tyreek okay. drove. He drove down there. So we went down to the convention. You know, you know what church kids do, whatever. Act like we're going to church, but don't actually go. Not at all. <laughs> if you got church kids, if you got teenager church kids, because I was what? I was 16 at the time. Not our teens. Not my baby. Her, her teens, her teens are on point. Different. Her teens are on point. I, I can I know the class of teens I came from, okay? <laughs> we we was doing everything but going to church. All right. It did we'll pop our head and saw our parents like, hey, you was there tonight. Oh, huh. We leave immediately afterwards. So the church trip or whatever, we down there, and then we and then we leave because we but we leave. So again, this day is a map quest and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. We had to print out directions. So we we weren't hundred percent familiar on where to go. Mm-hmm. So we driving, well Tariq driving, and I'm just, you know, passionate, you know, I'm 16. Boy, I have my license and everything, but I'm 16. 
and we just driving. All of a sudden, we come up on the exit. It was like, go left or go right. I'm like, I don't know where we're supposed to go. I don't know. <laughs> he goes left. We end up on a Norfolk military base. Oh, I know we all went. Uh huh. We went right there, North military base, and it's dark. It was at night too. Mm -hmm. So we pull up on there, pull up right to the gate. Boom! Oh. Spotlight right on us. Like, do you have your clearance? Huh? We were like, turn back up. We ain't got none of that stuff. <laughs> back up before we get shot. We talking about? We saw it, sir. We ain't supposed to be here. We right, got to run. Right. Yeah, turn around right now. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. <laughs> we play that game. So we bailed off, got on the right exit, and got on the right spot. It's like, okay, we going. We supposed to go. So like, yo, we we was on a military base for real, for mm -hmm. real, and it was about to escort us off. I know, I know exactly <laughs> where you were because it's literally you either go right or left. Yeah, takes you directly. It's right the there. And but and if you slow creep when because you're trying to figure you're out trying to like, figure where you going. Boom! You see, you see, this is a, this is not a road. It's like this yo, this 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 is the, this is leading somewhere I don't want to go. Listen, they get real active down there. That light, Ty, that light came on us so bright and so fast. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what just happened? Mm -hmm. We need to turn around mm -hmm. now. I don't need nobody to point no sentry gun at me because mm -hmm. I ain't for that. I ain't got nothing to do with it. They'll that. reroute you real quick. We, you know, we, you took we, the wrong. No, you, but now, like, if you go there that way now, they, they get so many people that come that wrong way. Yeah. They just kind of reroute you and take you. Thank, go, get back thank out goodness they do that now because back then they just scared the crap right. out of you. They scared you to go the right way. I'm like, oh, I ain't, we ain't coming down here no more. Mm -hmm. And that 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 freaked me out because that, that light hit so bright and mm -hmm. so quick. Like, I don't think we're supposed to, boom, the light was on us right there. Like, Where's your clearance? Oh, I'm sorry. What? They can see, they can see everything about you before you everything. Can see everything about I'm like, I don't know. I was like, yo, we got to turn around mm -hmm. now. That's one of my favorite adventures in there. Oh man. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that, again, that's that's a crazy road store I've been on. I told you my one where deer is entertained. It just just terrifying. Listen, I, I feel like I, I feel like the weirdest stuff always seems to happen or find me or or <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't care where where I go. There's always going to be something weird that happens or something out of the norm. And I, I, <laughs> I just assert it as I'm a weirdo. So weirdo things have to happen whenever I go somewhere. I was um on my way with the teens yesterday mm -hmm. to go be um do teen service with the teens. Yeah, and I stopped by Starbucks, and the way okay, so the way Starbucks, the one I was at. When you pull in a drive through, it's not one of those drive throughs where you can just pull off. Yeah. Right. You have to go through the whole, whole thing. thing right. It's like a sidewalk on both sides of you. So you're stuck in the middle. Yeah. And um, this is at Courthouse and um, Hall Street. Oh, exactly. Starbucks you went to. <laughs> I know exactly what you went to. So I'm sitting, you know, in all my Starbucks glory because I'm Team Starbucks because Duncan could never. Duncan could never. Listen. You gotta you gotta pick your team. You do, you do. And so I'm sitting there and I place my order through the app because Duncan could never. <laughs> and I'm sitting there waiting, car in front of me. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, I, I be on Facebook, I be on social media leading the revolution. Mm -hmm. You either team Starbucks or you not. If you tell me you you drink Duncan, I tell people you bite babies. First of you all. write bad checks. First of all, Duncan, you cheat Duncan, on your taxes. Dunkin' Donuts coffee is gross. I, I'm, it is I'm, awful. It's no ends I won't go to to prove the, the, the difference between Starbucks and Dunkin'. And it's for life. 
I'm in this thing for life. I'm in this thing for life. So I'm sitting in the drive-thru, just waiting to get my little, uh, you know, my little handcrafted Starbucks beverage. Of course. You know, customized to my liking. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just kind of, you know, listening to the music in my own head. I don't know what I was thinking about. And I look out the corner of my eye to my right. And I see this old model, black, like rusted out maximum fly pass. Not really flying, but flying. Uh-huh. And this lady is chasing the maximum. Hold up. Hold, hold. And it's her car. But she's running like a Sims character. <laughs> <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Hold up. What? And you can clearly see she's not going to catch this car. <laughs> but she continues she to, run. to run behind her car. Does she know she ain't got no chance of catching? she has no chance of catching. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm a softie at heart, so I want to help her. Right. But I'm stuck but in I'm between stuck. the I'm stuck. I can't drive like, over her. If this was the Starbucks, like, like, like the one by my house, I would have just dipped out. I would have went and picked her up. Because I really think the person who took her car... I think it was like maybe it could have been her boyfriend or whoever, but it was like it seemed like some type of domestic situation. Mm -hmm. And at at first, I was hoping I said at some point he's gonna stop the car. He's just making her run. And as I'm sitting there stuck in in Starbucks, he's (laughs) he's not stopping at all. And she is trying hard. And she she has a run similar to mine. (laughs) Ain't that fast? (laughs) And she's really trying to catch her car and. You could, you could, you could just see the, I could see the defeat in her. Like she, cause this, this it's, a, it's this a whole car. A, this is a whole ways he's driving. And I'm sitting watching this for like seconds upon seconds upon seconds upon seconds. So he hangs a right. <laughs> he, hangs a left, he gets to the light. He hangs a right and goes up and she's still running. Trying Until to catch she's it. She's seeing him hit when he hit, it got to the light and hung a right and took off in her car. That's when she just stopped running. And she just collapsed in the parking lot. Oh. And I'm like, I felt bad for her because I'm like, I, I, I can tell he's that's something not that's not supposed to be happening. Right. Pocket. So I'm like, it's like three cars in front of me. So I'm trying to hurry up and get out so I can circle back in the parking lot to see if she needs help. Mm-hmm. And I see her like collapse in a car that happened to be coming in, stopped and asked her, I, I guess like if she's it's okay, real, right? Because they could see her. When they were coming in, they could see her running and they could see a car pulling off. So yeah. they stopped and asked her if she was okay. And she 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 had literally collapsed. And then they asked her if she was okay. And then she, she got up again. And I'm sure she was tired. And then she collapsed again. And then I guess she told them she was fine and they pulled off. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I got to the window and got my drink and pulled back around, she was gone. She, okay. had, she had taken off. I had seen her running towards the light like she was going up the street behind her car. And I was just like, always the weirdo stuff i said uh, but you know what i think it happened because it you you can handle it that's the thing it happens because you can handle it and i feel like i always got a story to tell because all strange stuff happens all the time something man it's always something time like i'm gonna hide i'm gonna rock with it i'm gonna i'm gonna say tell you shout out to jason's deli I went to Jason's Deli maybe mm, two months ago. Mm-hmm. 
and I was in Jason Deli with a friend, and we were sitting there. She and I we were eating and laughing and joking and having a good time. And this little boy tried to me to us. I'm sorry, what? He's sitting in a booth, him, his dad, and his little brother. Mm-hmm. She and I are sitting at a table, and I blame her because she's so nosy and she's all up in their business instead of focusing on us and our table and what we're doing. So if I'm facing like I am the camera right here, she's she's sitting where you sitting, but she's facing me. And they're sitting over here in a booth. So technically, I would be the one that can see them. Yeah, you have a better line of sight. Because they're to my left. Yeah. Out the corner of my eye in a booth. And we're across the, a little bit across from them and at a table. So you would think I would be the one to see them, but I'm kind of like this. Looking and, at you. And I'm talking, me and she and I are talking like this. And we're looking at everything over here. And I'm just talking, you know, how funny when it comes to kids. I'm very protective over kids. Yeah. You know, everybody who knows me knows that. I don't play about kids. So to see this little boy like just being wildly outrageous, bruh, bruh, what are you doing? What on earth are you doing, cousin? That is crazy. And I'm like, parents nowadays are so protective over their children and protective over anything you say to them or you say about them, you know. And I'm like. I, I I promise you I'm not trying to offend you. I really am trying to protect your kid because your kid is over here doing some wild originally shit. That he ain't got no business doing. No, at all. Like, for real. And, for real. and, and I can only, I only shudder to think, what if somebody else was sitting in this restaurant watching him do that? Right. How would, first of all. We had that incident last night at church and I almost, I almost um, shot a guy in the face at church last night. Hold on. Say what now? All right. Here's my church. Here's the teen center disconnected from the church. So I don't even ever be in the sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, don't even be in there. Fuck with them people. Sorry, so I don't even sick of be in there. Sick of religious people. Oh, so, religious people suck. No, religious people. I said religious people suck. Look, religious so you know, people suck. Okay, so you know how, like, you 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 you've been in church. You got come on, I've been in church. Come on now. So you know the fake shit. People like one hundred percent. The fake the, the people that wanted to impress Pastor Taylor and they wanted to tire. be, wanted to be in the clique and all of the, the fake fugazi shit. And they really hold demons in real life, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to go into church because it was Fifth Saturday and the kids participated. The teens participated, so I got to go support them because they're my kid. Like I really rock with these teens. I yeah, really I can take tell. my role in their life serious. So one of What's it called? Convocation, comma, something, whatever it's called. Convoca- Convocation. When you open it up to service. Yeah. One of our teens was doing it because it was Fifth Saturday and the teens participate and they do more stuff when it's the Fifth Saturday. So they do praise, you know, they'll do praise and worship. They'll do the prayer, all of that. So Ethan said, Miss can you come here with me? I can use your support. I just want to be able to see your face so I can feel comfortable because he was nervous. Yeah. Boom. So now I got to come in the sanctuary because I don't like adults. Right. And my pastor, no, I was mad. He knows that about me. I know that about me. <laughs> so I go in there. Everything goes off without a hitch. We, we bounce. We go to the teen center, which is where I love to be with the kids. They have their service. So a little boy knocks on the door. Boom, boom, boom. Knock on the door. Like ding dong ditch. Uh, I should have known then. <laughs> when I say, I said, sure, well, somebody knocked on the door. He said, no, no, they didn't. I said, yes, they did. He looked at the people. and said, oh, it is. He opened it. He said, it's a little boy. All right. So when teen service was over, same little boy came back and knocked on the door again. Sherwood had the assumption, oh, that's Arsenio's son. He just had the assumption that Arsenio was out there with his son, but mm-hmm. he wasn't. Now, this little boy that snuck out from, from kid service. Nobody signed him out to an adult. 
Oh he, no. And he's autistic. What? Mm -hmm. Uh-uh. So keep in mind, Sherwood and I are in the teen center, so we don't see none of this. He and I, Sherwood works with the Board of Mental Health. Yeah. And he works with children primarily. So his spidey senses are different than my spidey senses. Right. So we we gather our stuff and walk out the teen center like we normally do. Sherwood's in front of me, I'm behind him. We talking and laughing like we normally do. And as I'm shutting the door, Sherwood went to say something. I went to say something. He kind of cut me off. He's like, hold on a minute. And show, that's not Sherwood. So I knew something was up when he said that, but I couldn't figure out because I'm looking out into the, the church. Like, I'm still facing this way. So I'm looking out like, what is it? what's right. going on? And I see like four or five black men standing there. And I'm like, when they, one smoking a cigarette, you know black men be. You know, yeah, black men doing black men stuff. So the body language, I'm trying to read the body language see, are they trying to fight? Is the show about to go tell them not to fight? I'm trying to figure out what, what the danger is because I know it's something because I can tell What's how happening? he cut me off and how he walked off. That's not Sherwood. Right. So my body senses picked up on whatever his body senses picked up on, but I didn't see what the threat was. Mm -hmm. I thought they maybe the men were about to argue and he was trying to escalate the fight. So when I see him walk and get to the men and he walked past them, I'm like, where the hell is Sherwood going? And then I see him caught and keep in mind, I'm right, where we sitting right here? Yeah. Sherwood all the way over there, clean over there. Past, by, past that building. Mm. And I'm like, where the fuck is Sherwood going? And I see him walking, walking, like literally all the way to the street. And he noticed jumped, that? So I jumped in my truck, because. Yeah. That's what Sherwood. What, 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 what we got to do? I'm his muscle. So I see Sherwood go up to the. Where the, where it's leading to the street? Oh, could you record I, on your phone, Tiger? Yeah, my, my own store. I see done. this white man standing there, and I it looked like somebody <clears throat> had passed out. What I thought somebody, I said maybe somebody passed out in the ditch. Maybe somebody had. Maybe somebody jump. I don't know. I'm like maybe he's scared. I pull up in my truck, jump out, grab my pocketbook, cause my pocketbook got my gun in it, and it's like a little grassy area that goes down into a dip, like a little little drain or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I get to the top. The white man standing there. He walks down and sits down. I look, see Sherwood. He's sitting there beside a little black boy. I'm looking at Sherwood. Sherwood looking at me. You know when we give each other. Of look. course, like I'm picking up on what Sherwood. Yeah, is. I'm, I'm, I, picking, I'm, I'm picking up I'm what you're like, putting down. I got you. I'm like, is this little boy with this white man? Did he bring him to church? And he he's acting out, and he don't know how to handle him. And Sherwood's trying to help him. So now I'm running through what could, what the possibilities could be in my head. So when when as I'm running through the possibilities, what could go on through my head? But I'm still thinking. This white man is responsible for this child until Sherwood turn around and give me a look like. No, he not. Mm-hmm. So oh, then, so yeah. Then, so then the boy turn around and look at me, and I wave at him. Mm-hmm. He wave back, and he perk up, and he jump up. And then I realize, and when I hear Sherwood say, you want to go over there and talk to Miss Style? You wanted this? And I say, he has to be autistic. He has to be, something has to be. Yeah, something going on. With this child, he can't, he don't communicate as a normal child would or whatever. And he jumped up. I said, you come over with me? And Sherwood said, let's run. Let's run. Let's break. And he took off. Mm. Little boy took off. And he, but he ran him away from the street. Yeah. Instead of towards the street. Right. So I'm standing there looking at this dude like, yeah, you, he, he, you, he, he you, don't ask me, is that, is that his, is that his dad? I'm like, no, you don't, you just, you don't know him? I just love him so much. They so he's so cute. He's so adorable. I just love him so much. So when you say that, you make me think that you know him. Maybe. How you love somebody so much if you don't know him? Yeah. Something it would. He's like, is that his dad? I'm like, no. So now 
My spider sense is up because how you how you know it's how true. you make that comment, you love him so much, he's so adorable. I just love him so much. If you don't know him. Right, you know this boy from nothing. Yeah, because he um we were out here racing and playing, and uh he, and he ran up this way. So you you thought it was okay to race and play with somebody's child and not and not know not, him? not know him, not take him. He said, I could tell something was um different about him. And you ain't think to keep him from going and you let him go towards the street. And you a whole ass grown ass man. You was racing with him, and you ain't stopped to say, "Hey, can somebody go? Do anybody know who the child is? Who the current is? You, t- you, in my opinion, you lured him all the way up to the street. Yeah. So you could have had in the ditch with him. Yeah. Nope. 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 And what you didn't anticipate was that somebody saw somebody saw you. Somebody saw you. He came to church with somebody, and that was his ride. Um. So she what? looking for you, cause she ready to leave. And you know you are, and you are here messing with some right and you playing know, with a kid. And you, and you know she's looking for you. So my so I'm standing there, she calls your phone, and I heard her say, Hey, where you at? I'm standing, I'm looking for you. He's like, Oh, I'm down here. Which means you know she's been looking for you so she can leave. But why didn't you think, why didn't you think once me and Sherwood pulled up on you with this little boy? Why didn't you say when you kept asking me with Sherwood his dad and I told you he wasn't? Why didn't you then think as an adult, let me go up here and meet with his dad so I can let his dad know? That I was just trying to keep this kid out the street or whatever the case may be, because you're not clearing nothing up. No, you're making it worse. You're making you're making, you're making it far you're worse. Making it seem, you making you you making me you you're make, making me think it's something else. You're making me think you was about to try to molest this little boy. Because yeah. it doesn't make sense as a grown I'm a grown ass woman. If I come out that teen center and a little kid walk up to you, the first thing I want to know is where are your parents. Hey honey, what's your name? What were your parents? First and foremost, not and let's if play. I see that this child cannot verbalize. Oh, we got to go inside this building. We got to find your parents right I now. Gotta get, I'm, I got to snatch you up. Mm-hmm. We got to so find out who brought you here. And protect you because I now know you are either nonverbal, autistic, some type some, of some up, delay, some up. something. But I got to know. What who, I'm not going to do is stand outside and play with you and run. Let's go run and jog. Get the fuck out of here. That's not That's not get a natural. No. That's not what adults do. Not, not a real adult. You. you find out who get that child's parent is. Come on now. You find out who that kid's parent and then is. And when you when you saw in the whole church, he go to get his son. And he like, what my son? They're like, we don't know. Fuck you mean? Oh, he's standing right. So he's Oh, he living. Yeah. Black he black man. When Sherwood walked out that door and Sherwood said, stop. He said, I couldn't even get the words out to you. He said, because all I seen was a white man walking off with a little black child. Sherwood hard ass. Yeah, that's right. And, I, and I'm, I told you, yeah, I do well in panic situation, but I'm like scanning. Just scanning like, all right, what the, what the threat is, and I'm looking at the black man, because they was, they was, that's, that's what he was going to get to first. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, is they about to fight? Um, it it might have been. So how do I record? All right. All, well, all you got to do is just um, go to your camera and just go to video. That's it. Okay. And they just, just press your button. And so... um. And so I'm like, I'm look here, damn it. That's what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like, why are you so up in my, up in my, up in my face? Do it matter which way it go? No, it don't matter which way.
<laughs> What's uh, our next topic? Cause of all right, next one we got. Ooh, this one was fun. I was where I was talking about this one. What's what's a crazy job you've had? Cause I, I've done I've done some some funny things that I'm like, you really did that for money? I'll you go first. I'll go first on mine because I, I'll tell you what you you do you remember when tropical storm Gaston had blown through and it had flooded everything and toll booth was down. Mm-hmm. I used to work at a toll booth. I used to work on Poe White toll booth attendant during that time period. <laughs> Do you have any idea how wild it was trying to get people to give you seven cents? Listen, and you had a bucket. Yeah, I, I had a that. whole bucket. I remember that. I remember that. I had a whole bucket. I had no vest. All I had was an orange bucket. Do you know people would be flying through there doing ninety miles an hour? Hit that little thing. Wow! Knock it all up. Ain't stop. They gonna ask the nerve of these people. Did you get a license plate? No. Did your, are you crazy? No. Did your mama get the? License? I didn't attempt to get the license plate. What are you talking right, about? Right. He's right. doing ninety miles an hour. You think I'm gonna jump in front of him and try to stop him for some change? Not gonna happen. Not happening today oh, or ever. Happen. My life is worth more my, than some nickels and dimes. You know these people know that the toll is down, so that's their get around. Because on the days when it's up and running, you got evidence. You got the license plate number. You got all that. Cause y'all systems up and running, you know when it when stuff is down, people gonna 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 take advantage. Tired, and the thing is, they were so like they they didn't trust us because I I got through I got put on there through a temp service, mm-hmm. and they didn't trust us at all. It was like, yeah, we can't give them we can't give them the twenty dollars and change. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, it's quarters nickels, it's quarters nickels and dimes. This is a lot of just if right. I'm gonna steal, it's not gonna be this money because the, it's too the, heavy. The thing is, this whole booth will tell you if. If they count how many cars go through a day and the the math got a math. It got a, it got to so add you up. Feel, how you you know like but but even though during that during that time for everything was messed up. They had no counters no nothing so everybody was taking money by hand. Right. First of all, I'm not risking bodily injury for 70 cents Mm-mm. for anyone you or anything. It. You got you got yeah. it. I'll go on the reject chain to get you something. One dude, the one dude had I had my little bucket out there. One dude threw in there two pennies and a McDonald's wrapper. I just looked, <laughs> I, just, I, I just looked at him. I looked at him. He, I looked, I looked at him, looked down in the bucket. All he said was, That's all I got. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you, do you think I'm gonna stop you? Go ahead. What you mean? I'm uh, not stopping you. It's better than nothing. It's, it's better, better than, it's better than nothing. Than, when stuff like that happens, people are going to take advantage of the system. They know that. So just let these people do what they it's like, do. Let them do what they're going to do because I'm not about to chase nobody down for no change. Try to stand in the middle of it to get, to get his license plate to run to get hit by another car right, that's coming up behind right. me doing the same speed. Right. Are you crazy? But that was one of the craziest things. I was like, how much change you got today? I got like $2 in here and I've been there eight hours. Man, before right. nobody, nobody paying that toll. Right. We had a couple of people who paid it, and that was it. Something like, I got a hundred. Ah, you can't break this and spare it off. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, right. Why did you show me this? Right. You know, full on where I got change. Right. I don't have change for a dollar, let alone a hundred. What are you talking about? My thing is, when it's up and running and the and the, and the um, gate is down, they can run it. They have, they don't have no choice but to pay it. Yeah. They, but when you let them gates up, and it's like. Hey, it's it, like the wild wild west. It, it, it sure was too. It's to your discretion. I'm gonna pay if I want to pay. If I don't, I don't. So you just gotta. You gotta eat that. And that's, gotta eat that one. And that's what happened too. And it was down. It was down for like most of the summer. Mm-hmm. It was down for most of the summer when mm-hmm. they finally got it put back up. Cause yeah, we're gonna have some of y'all stay on permanently. 
Our whole ten class was fired immediately. immediately. <laughs> we was out of that fire, day. Like, oh, we fire, was out the of here. Fire effective immediately. Fire, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they told us in group, y'all got to come in no more. We're yeah. like, oh, well, we're, we're great day. We good now because the machine's back working. I'm like, y'all absolutely suck. Yeah, that was my that was that was one crazy thing I did, one crazy job I had. Um, I mean, from selling shoes, everybody like boys who climbed me called me Al Bundy. I'm like, whatever, man. And they did, they did just call me Al Bundy because I sold shoes, and they weren't good shoes either. They weren't Foot Locker, and I used to work at Payless. Well, so, I, so I showed. And I'm I, like, I'm gonna have to spend the rest of my evening cleaning out my storage. I got you. I had to sell some fake leather shoes, Ty. Fake pleather all the time. I'm like, this is this is awful. Used to go in there to this when um when Payless closed down, I was like, good riddance because I I couldn't stand the smell right. of fake leather. I could not stand the smell of it. It was so bad. And I I worked there for almost five years. I do remember you all. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was slanging shoes. I sure was. I'm like this is terrible. But yep, I yeah, was. I'm, I'm gonna clean my phone out so that way. We can have each other's back in this whole. Yeah, I, I I don't know what's going on with my storage because I I I, I paid for a terabyte of storage, so I should be fine. But it's a mute fool now. I'm like full of what? I probably didn't put too many new pictures, and you know how you screenshot stuff. Oh and, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna clean mine out. Yeah. Figure out what's going on with my storage because I, I bust them out in here. I'm especially if I'm paying for this. Apple storage just now. took nine ninety nine on my account. Exactly. Just now. Exactly. You know what? What? Where? Where? My storage at? Right. 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 I paid for a terabyte. And I, I'm not getting my terabyte if I only got sixty four gigs and it's all of it. I want all of it. I paid for it. Yeah, that's one crazy thing I had. One crazy job experience I had. What you got? Because we we still all the audio audio visual might not be we not be able to record the video like talking about it. We still do audio part, which is fine, which I'm gonna release anyway. Um, what what's something that you did? What what's a job experience you had that was kind of kind of oh, different? I was at, um I worked at carpool for one day. You were at carpool. I was supposed to be a cashier. And I get there, and y'all want me to wash cars or participate in the process. You <laughs> was at carpool tire. Yeah, for one day. And the guy stole my $2.50 tip. No, he didn't. We, we had to vacuum out the car. So, you know, you had one person on one side, one person on the other side. Yeah. So we vacuum out the lady car, whatever. And um, this is back in my sensitive era. Uh-huh. So, um, and when I think, when I thought everything's supposed to be fair. Oh yeah. So, um, they let you know we vacuum the car. They take her, you know, take her car through the wash, whatever, whatever, get her all straight. So by the time it's time for her her car and ready for her to um to leave, she comes back to tip the people that work on her car. Mm-hmm. And so she gave the guy five. I was like, give her half of that um for tip for for, for cleaning the car. He said, oh, all right, and he put it in his pocket. Oh, that's and trifling. So, and so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, at the end of the day, he gonna he gonna remember. He gonna cash me out. Man, Never that man didn't cash me out. I went home so tore from the flow up. I was living 100 in. Yeah. Man, I couldn't get out of bed the next day. I was like, no, nah, partner. <laughs> that, was whole, that was the whole purpose of me working at, at Carpool was to be the cashier because at the time it was, it was, it was, that was the first thing I, that was the first job I had after my accident. Yeah. So I'm like, 
uh hello <laughs> like yo <laughs> yo what's up with this man towed his body up in, in in a few hours i was done i was like never again oh tired never again never again see that reminds manual labor is not for the kids tired that reminds me of something else too another job i had that i don't that i did for like it was it wasn't even a whole day it was maybe like a few hours selling cut cool knives oh <laughs> <laughs> Selling good cool they, Look, them people get they, them people get all y'all. Tired, they got they, they, they got me good. They get all y'all. I ain't gonna need lie. They, they got me good. They 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 be they be trying to get y'all. They they got me. I fell for hook line and they, sinker. They sell people in on how they you know, and you 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 essentially hire poor people to sell to poor people who can't afford your knife. Tired. That's basically what you're doing. Tired. The fact that horrible. The fact that they show they are trash. They are big time. They're big trash. The fact that they show you like we can cut out we can cut a penny with our stuff mm -hmm. why are you cutting pennies we can look cut a rope with our knife look at that and you get hyped like oh these it's like are, oh man these knives are dope these, these will sell like hotcakes till you realize no they not cost 999 one set one set of knives cost you everything you get i'm, I'm like you. excuse me and this was before after pay <laughs> to tell you what <laughs> What? Like after pay, at least you can you can break it down. You know, yeah, they, they want, I can they do. Want it, they want they that money up front for them knives. I'm like, y'all tripping. These cut pennies. I need my bread now. I'm like, oh, like okay. I, I, all right. I don't. My, my I don't other, get it. My other job was I was a numerator for the census. What? Man, how did you get? How did you even get that? I th I, th I think I, I saw a job posting or somebody told me about it and put me on and. They were paying at the time nineteen dollars an hour. So you oh, had, oh, so yeah. This is, this is back in like two thousand one. Oh, yeah. So nineteen dollars an hour is oh, that's killing it right there. Is a big, big yeah. You oh, you big, on top. It's a big portion of money. Yeah. And all you had to do was go around and knock on the people's doors that didn't fill out their census paper and get them to fill them out. Mm -hmm. And whether you did or didn't, it really didn't matter. You just, it basically was like an attempt to do it. You get your packet every week of, of the list of people and addresses that didn't fill it out. And so you would go and like sometimes the houses would, nobody would live in the house and the house would like be abandoned. So you have to mark down like houses abandoned, no one lives there. Right. Or sometimes you would go and it might be an elderly person who really didn't. Um, know how to fill out the census form or whatever, and, and it's the short census form, so you fill it out for them. Right. Um, then sometimes they, they had the, it, it feels like the IRS, because then sometimes they get the big audit form, the big census form, which oh, feels no. like an audit, which is like five or six pieces pages, and nobody wants to do that. Yeah, because it's long. So you would get some people who say, no, nah, I ain't fill it out, because y'all sent them this long, This pamphlet. Right. So I would get the short form information from them. Um, sometimes people had dogs in their yard. You get chased by dogs. You get chased by cats. You get chased by all kinds of animals out there. Oh lord! Because you get a you would get a packet of a specific neighborhood or a specific area. You would stay in that area and just go from block to block to block to house to house to house that of the people that didn't um, fill out their census information. And then you would meet back up at the end of the week with your supervisor. They made twenty five dollars an hour, mm -hmm. and you would just turn in all the stuff of the people that you. Um, did that census information and um that was that and then you and they, then you get your money direct deposited so it was pretty cool Man. and you work to your own to your own leisure okay so you could work eight hours a day if you wanted to you could work two hours a day if you wanted to it was no 
It was no um, no like real right. Okay, well that that seems that seems that that's that seems that don't seem too bad. But just the fact that you got to deal with stuff potentially chasing you though, I'm like, oh Jesus, I'm gonna have to manage that. But yeah, ain't no way in the world though. Having having critters chase me? Nah, I ain't feeling that. Right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I remember we one dog got on my ass. <laughs> he got on my ass. Hey, what are you? Buddy got on my ass. <laughs> I told you I ain't, I ain't the fastest, so I had to run, make it out the gate, try to shut the gate. Gate failed. No, it didn't. Gate failed. No, the gate didn't fall. So then I had to try to make it to the Cadillac. <laughs> by the grace of God, the owner came to the front door and she started yelling at the dog. She apologized and everything. And was, okay, that German Shepherd wanted he, he wanted, wanted you. He wanted piece of you. He wanted some of this ham hock. He, all, <laughs> he almost got it too. Oh, and I, you know, and then over the years, I learned about dogs and I learned that German Shepherds are very protective. So yeah, I, I get it now. But at the but time, by the time, yo, you, he's trying to take me out. He just looked like Cujo to me. And he, and he want a bite. And now and you're trying to give it to him. Just, just, looking, just looking real like Cujo. Like, <laughs> is, is this how it is, Lord? Like, man, I was I was hoping for something different. Is this how it's going to go down? Like, I really hope not, because that sucks. <laughs> oh, man, I had that question before. Like, is this it? Like, this is this is what take me out? Man, that's, that's pretty lame. <laughs> it's pretty lame. Like, I want to go out better than that. Right. Oh man, but yeah, doing doing working at that tool, that had to be one of the craziest times I had on this job. I mean, even even teaching karate won't crazy as that. And I mean, I, I I've experienced some some wild stuff doing that too. One thing I'll never forget was one time it was in the middle of a class. It was middle of, I was teaching a kids class, mm-hmm. and you know they just doing their little thing or whatever. I'm setting them up so they can line up and all that stuff. We we working on we we lined up and everything working on kicks. One boy, I'm like, okay, let me see everyone throw a rising. Just swing your leg straight up in the air as high as you can, back down. One little kid went to throw a rising kick. He threw he threw his kick up. As his legs came down, some came rolling from an edge. Some came rolling oh. out his pants leg. Yeah, some came rolling right on his little pants leg. It was a little, little circle ball. I was like, hmm. And I, and I caught it. I was the only one that saw it. And I was like, all right, y'all, everyone take three steps back. <laughs> Put everybody three steps back. We're going to do this now. We're going to kick from here. Right, we're going to do one kick and we're going to turn around and do five going that direction. So while they're doing that five, I heard them grab a napkin, scoop that little ball up, throw it in the trash can before they turn back around. And then I look at the boy, I, I look at the boy's mama because she was sitting there. I look at his mother, I cut my eye at her. I was like, all right, let's do these ones here. I'm standing looking at her while I'm giving them directions. And she's just oblivious. I'm like, yeah, we need to um Take him to the back. Like, like, yeah, we gotta do this right now. All right, everyone turn around again. And I and I motion I point at like I, I, boy. I pointed him and I pointed to the back. I'm like, hey, he gotta, he gotta go. And she was like, oh crap. And she ran. Right. He turned back okay. around, and I was like, and I just, I just tapped him on and told him to go to the bathroom. I didn't embarrass him or none of that. I just eased him on out there. Right. His mama got him straight. But yeah, I seen a little turd ball just roll out his pants. Like I'm like, I, I witnessed that. 
I was a whole little turd just roll around, a little circle, a little circle turd just roll around the pad. Like, yep, this is it. I was like, I, I, I literally saw a little piece of doo doo roll out oh his pad. Like, and it was, and it was a slow. I'm just glad the other kids ain't seen it because they were like, ew, nothing. You know, they would went slam off. Like, oh, that boy, that's it. For, that's it for the day. Class is canceled because I ain't gonna been, never get them back. Like, Maybe he would have been. I don't know if you've seen that video on the internet where the two black boys get to fighting, and the one boy he walked in to it, and you he probably was walking in to go to the bathroom. Uh huh. And the dude stops him before he can go to the bathroom, and they get to fighting, and he just yeah, I did see that. I did see that. I saw that. Fight. Sometimes man, you gotta let people go. All right. Like you doing too much. The you doing the utmost. Like. You're doing too much. Way too much. Cause you you know people don't let you live stuff down. No. Like, you know, ain't been to mess around and got somebody killed because you want to pick and laugh and joke and play. Leave people alone. For keep, real, keep you gotta leave people me. alone. If he'd have came in and started swinging on you or whatever, you what you done? Defend yourself. Fine, I get that. Yeah. But he came in and you was like, "What's up? What's up? What's up?" Mm-hmm. You 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 no no. And he was and you saw he wasn't trying to fight you. You, you clearly see, like, yo, I'm in here so, for something else. I ain't right. got nothing. I'm here for another reason. I, w- I wish you would have said, you know, like, hold on. Let me go use the bathroom. Right. It's like, bro, we can, can we do this another time? Because, look, we if we do it now, you're going to be, you could be surprised and sh- it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something you ain't ready for. All right. It's going to be something you don't want to experience. You want to experience me taking a dump on you while we fighting? Huh? We, right. we in mid-tussle and I'm doodling on you because that's what I got. Man, but no, nah, I yeah, sometimes just leave people alone. Don't don't engage in fisticuffs. It ain't worth it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it overall. Just is not. Uh now, last thing I want to hit on on this one is ooh, what's it like to grow up with older siblings? Because I got an older brother, you got older sisters. What's that like being the youngest? Because the I, I, sometimes the youngest child don't get to talk. It's always about the middle one and the oldest one. What about the baby? I'm the baby of the family. So what? What about the baby? So what? What is your? What was your experience like growing with, a, with older older sisters? Um, I can only speak to my my older sister, my my what I consider my real older sister, um, who was Kamisha, and she was amazing. Um, she was very hands-on and she cared about me as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, she never put me down. She never, um, so, you know, like when you have siblings, yeah, it's typical for siblings to fight and pick and name call and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. That's part of the fun. But a lot of times, um, siblings get along and have pretty decent relationships. Right. So my biological sister, we don't have a relationship at all. And we've never had a relationship. And she's always been mean to me and horrible to me all the years of my life. And so then she befriended this girl named Kamisha Mm -hmm. um, when I was maybe 11. And um, she was like 13. And so she befriended this girl and started calling this girl her sister. So um, like most people in her life, they don't even know she has a biological sister. Mm. Um, so at the time when Kamisha met my sister, she didn't know she even had a little sister. Yeah. And so Kamisha is one of, she has four siblings. She has two biological sisters 
and two biological brothers. So she didn't need an extra sister at all. Right. So um, and just so happens that when she had an apartment because Kamisha was older than us, um, where, where we lived. And all she used to let all the kids hang on the way because she was like maybe 19 at the time, something like that, 18, 19, just turned 19, something. So she was relatively young herself. Um, and she had her first child, which is um well her, her the first child, her daughter. And um she was she was a kid herself. Yeah. Man. So all of the other teenagers and stuff would hang out over there. And I just happened to migrate over there one day. Um, one of my friends and my sister was like, get from over here, don't come over here. You black dog, you this, you that. So I just left. Um, and so every now and again, you know, everybody, you see everybody hanging over there, you go over there. And so she would notice how my real sister talked to me. Mm-hmm. And so unbeknownst to me, she just said one day that I'm going to make her, I'm going I'm to I'm be her sister. Yeah. I'm going to take care of her and I'm going to be her sister. And from the time I was 11 until she passed, um, the year I turned 40, she was my sister. She um, she taught me pretty much everything I know. Like, I feel like I can't not say enough things about her. No. Um, my self-esteem was in the trash, you know. And I hate to say this, but within our family, it's, it's some colorism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the darker in the family like a few other cousins, right? Right. And I'm a girl. So it was never, um, I, my my biological sister never built me up. She never had my back. She never looked out for me. She never took care of me. She was embarrassed by me, truth be told. So when neighbor, neighborhood people would say things about me, and they would say horrible things about me, um, that I was black, I was ugly, I was a boy, I was going to be a lesbian, Um that stuff like embarrassed her. Yeah. So it made her treat me mean, like I was doing something right, like wrong you were, like you were the problem, right? Other than existing. And these are the people she felt was so cool, and these are the people she wanted to be so like and so loved by. And she just developed the habit of treating me like shit. And from that day to now, it's always been that way. And the only difference now is just that as an adult, and when I got older, I just. Just I don't have to deal with you, right? And so I truly believe God sent me Kamisha because she was the type of person who she stood with me when I was wrong, and she stood with me when I was right. When I was wrong, she would tell me I was dead ass wrong. She would tell me I needed to apologize. She would tell me what I did wrong, how I wasn't right. And when I was right, and people did me wrong, she still would be ten toes down. She never let anybody say mean things about me. She ne- in in all the years that I have known her. She is the only person in my life that has never made a comment about my looks, my appearance, anything. And I'm talking about, when you talk about like the people you were around when you raised up, like yeah. your mom, your siblings and stuff like that. Right. She is the only person that has never made a comment about my appearance, my skin complexion, my weight, my hair, my nothing. If she thought it was something wrong with me, if she felt like I wasn't taking care of myself properly or I wasn't looking the part, the she way she you. talked to me was, you you know, very encouraging and very built up. But she never once, when I wanted to dress weird or what black people would consider weird or gothic or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. she embraced all of those, all of those things about me. She never called me weird. She never said um derogatory statements towards me she embraced everything about me 
and she was the person that made me feel comfortable with being myself. That's dope. And um, she is where I get my confidence from. She is where I get my self-esteem from. And she, she, you know, even though my dad drove trucks, she's the reason why I got my CDL. Mm-hmm. I, she was my superhero. She was Wonder Woman. She was, my sister could do anything. You couldn't tell me Kavisha couldn't do anything. <laughs> and anytime I had any problems in this world or something was going wrong, she was always a listening ear. Um, anytime, you know, a lot of people don't even realize sometimes what you go through in life. Um, and I have both my sides of the family here in Richmond. I have my mom's side of the family. I have my dad's side of the family. It was times when I was homeless and I was living in my car that I, that she found out and she would make me come live with her. Cause I couldn't, I, I, I didn't, I couldn't go to my own sister. Yeah. You know, um, and it's so crazy because it was times where um, both my grandmas, Honey and my grandma Thelma, would be like, "Why you don't go ask your sister if you could stay with her?" And I'm like, "If y'all really knew, who y'all, that, knew what it if was y'all like. really knew who she was to me now." And I hate when people because I try to tell people, just because you have a specific relationship with someone, does not mean that that's the relationship they have with other people. Yeah, I mean a relationship and translate right. Over. And I'm trying to tell them like, that girl don't got no love. That girl just like she hates me. For no reason. I couldn't tell you why. Like, and then when as we got older, and now I'm I'm the person that God always created me to be. Now you want to have a relationship with me, but you're so rooted and still thinking you could treat me any way you want to treat me. And, and I'm fly. a and I'm a really dope person. Yeah. And I think, and it's so weird. You absolutely are. Thank you, cousin. It's so weird because I get um I talk with the team cast about this a lot. We have we've been talking about it since November 2022. I said the world likes to give people stereotypes and backstories that don't exist. And the world the world will say if you're a woman, you are supposed to be treated this way. If you're black, you're supposed to be treated this way. If you're a man, you're supposed to be treated this way. If you're white, you're supposed to be treated this way. If you're short, you're supposed to be treated this way. If you're tall, if you're fat, if you're skinny, everybody gets something right. that's dealt to them that's not fair. Right. And people have normalized people being victimized about things they have no control over. Yeah. Right. And so oftentimes people feel like they can just treat me anyway because I'm a big girl or because I'm a dark skinned girl or whatever the case may be. Um, Kamisha was the first person to tell me that I was beautiful. Yeah. She was like, you beautiful. You built like me. I, girl, all the men go want you all, all, you know, and and within our family, I would always hear, you pretty for a chocolate girl. Right, instead of you just pretty. Right. Period. My, my, you know, I never in this family got told just, Ty, you so pretty. It was always, you a pretty chocolate girl. You so pretty to be chocolate. Yeah, like it was a problem. And I'm like, I don't think people know what that sounds like to a person. They don't. But, I, grew, I, I remember growing up wishing I was light-skinned. Like, oh, every waking hour of my life, I used to wish I could be light-skinned because the family acted as if me and Tashana were worlds apart in reflection. And she's literally a shade lighter. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. you, but they made it like, it was such a, like she like was a, on Zell's complexion. Right, and she won't. And she wasn't. And she's not. <laughs> and it's weird because if you put Anzel and your dad beside each other, they're not that far off. No. But she's a shade lighter it, than pop. Right. That's it. And they make it seem like it's so 
much different and it's not. And then they, and, and people treat you away based on, oh, if she dark skin, I can treat her in the way I want to. And so to have somebody come into your life that's not your person, you know, when God gives you family, that is your, those are your assigned that, yeah. people. That is your assigned job. You are brother, cousin, uncle, mom, dad, aunt, grandma, so-and-so. Those are jobs. And you're supposed to show up on your job and do your job and do your best job. Right. And I can honestly say when it comes to family, we don't always do the best job. And that's why my whole life I've always tried to be the best whatever I was, if it's the best granddaughter, the best niece, the best daughter, the best cousin, the best aunt. I always try to show up for my position so people can at least know that, well, if don't nobody else got me, I know Taya got me, I know she loved me, I know she, right. you know. And I feel like that we don't have those conversations to prepare the actual family structure. Because here's the reality. It's a choice. Just because God assigned us to each other don't mean we got to want to be it. We don't have to be family, but but keep it a buck with me. Yeah. That's the thing. As long as I know where you're coming right. from up front, hey, it is what it is. If, my thing is, if you don't want to foster a relationship with me, I don't want to waste your time. And, trying to, trying to foster right, with you. Right. If it's not what you want, it's not what you want, and I'm okay with that. And so... She was so you got to understand the people that God give you that these are your assigned people. You are waiting to hear these things and be built up by these people because right. this is your tribe. You are blood of my blood, flesh of my flesh. So it took a while for me to really grasp what she was saying because she's not my tribe. Yeah. So she's not supposed to be saying these nice things and these encouraging things and these uplifting things. And I, it, I found it hard to believe because she's not my, my you're, you're not my assigned person. Right. But she, she was serious about her love for me and being my sister. That's dope. And it's, and, and, and I, and I, I tell people that all the time. So when people, so when you hear me talk about the teens and, and loving on these teens and being in their life, I wish I had, um, I wish I knew about God in my life at that time. Right. I think that's probably one of the things that is so beneficial to you and Tyreek is that y'all grew up in the church. Yeah. So when times get hard and they get so unmanageable that you can't go to your parents. Yeah, we still know where to go though. Right. We still have, we still have you can't a, go to your siblings. To. You can't. So for me, God was always with me. He was always keeping me from everything that was trying to destroy me. Most of it being family. Um. The, the family that I was around. And so it's like this person came in and she just did that. She just, whatever, why, for whatever reason, God sent her to me. He sent her to me for a reason. Yeah, she, and she took and that. she loved on you for she real. She took that role for real. And I'm forever grateful to her forever. Not till I die forever grateful to her because I wouldn't know what happened a sibling was like. Yeah. And so I always find it funny when people say, um, and I'm no different to my sibling. You know, I don't know what her issue is. I don't have no hatred towards her. I don't dislike her. I've never disliked her. And I don't, I've never done stuff to her just for the sake of doing it. And so what the Bible talks about sibling relationships and Cain and Abel and things of that. So it's not foreign to me. Right. You know, so so the, the reason why and why it happened and, and why I was allowed to be, to, why I was allowed to happen. Because um, a lot of this, I feel like, um, should have been nipped in the bud. You know, I, I feel like with you and your brother, with um, Isaiah and her girls and stuff, with the exception of Bo, because he's a 
he's the only, only child. child man. Everybody had it instilled in them. That's your brother. Them your sisters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And with my mom, I don't think she did a good job in 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 doing that with my sister because she thinks I'm supposed to just take her treatment or she feels like, oh, that's just how she talks. Oh, that's just how she is. That, and I'm well, like, just because that's how, that don't make I'm it right. Like, but she's not like that with other people. Y'all not like that with other people. Y'all feel like y'all can wipe your feet on y'all family, but y'all get out here in these streets for other people and y'all are so kind to them. Y'all yeah. so, and y'all, what, it, what, what, what annoys me and what hurts my feelings is that people have enough energy to pretend to be something for people who are nothing to them. And you don't have anything in you to be what you need to be to the people that God gave you. Right. So you're never going to see me, you know, because it, cause it gets made to be like, I choose other people or, or like I chose Kamisha. I didn't cho- choose Kamisha. Trishana chose Kamisha. Yeah. And- she went and made friends with this girl and started calling her her big sister. She just happened to see who you she was as a person and she didn't like that. Yeah. She didn't like to see how she treated her own sister. So how, how can you treat your own sister like that and call me your sister? And what she didn't know is that Kamisha had a younger sister that was dark skinned because mm. Kamisha was Trishana's complexion, right? Or maybe like a shape. They they were by like the same complexion. So she didn't under, understand the concept of being able to call your sister a black dog or ugly. Or she didn't understand the concept. Yeah, because that's of, my sister, right? right? She wasn't allowed to treat her siblings like that, right? And so <clears throat> I've dealt with so much stuff, so much like verbal abuse and mental abuse and unfortunately within the black family they think is they think it's normal they think it well i don't know why you let it bother you if i knew why it bothered me i wouldn't let it bother me like yeah. make it make sense and but so, it's the thing though it does bother me it, right. it bothers me so why you continue to do it now after i've expressed it to you but what's yeah. weird is when you flip the coin if it's anybody else in this family that it happens to let's say it happened to visha or it happened to cookie Oh, it's what a, happened to uh, World War III. Everybody understands that it's wrong, and how dare you do that to them? But they don't see no wrong with people doing it to me. And so, like I said, when I talk with the team pastor, I say people see me as a visual doormat. Like they literally see me as somebody with no work, because they really have it embedded in their minds that it's just knee-jerk reaction to think that they can treat me any way they see fit. And I have yet to strike back at anybody. I simply just walk away. Yeah. And if I did not have that girl, huh, my life would not be what it is now. I I I could not imagine what my life would be like if she wouldn't have came in and saved me. Because she really truly saved my life. Because I could have been so messed up mentally instead of being built up, that I could have ended up anywhere. Yeah. I could be somewhere with seven kids. I could be somewhere being beat on. I could be somewhere. And she stayed vigilant. She stayed on my neck. She stayed on my top about my worth, my my existence, my being here, my loving myself, my having people treat me the way I'm supposed to be treated. And I did life with this girl from 11 to 40. There was never a moment she missed in my life. It's so much stuff my own mama and sister and family, my immediate family who should know, don't even know that I went through, don't, didn't help me with, wouldn't have cared to help me with. And at what point do you say enough is enough? Yeah. Yeah. You get to that point. 
And so I'm a big, big, huge um, advocate for mental health, um, a huge advocate for knowing your worth and, and, and being in a good mental space and knowing how to walk away from things and places and people that mean you no good, no matter who they are, what they are, what the attachment is, because you deserve to get the most out of this life that you have. And that's why I work with the kids, because these kids have different dynamics at home. They do. You know, everybody don't have a loving home they go to. Right. And then they also don't have people that know God. Um, they just like Kamisha, Kamisha didn't sit around talking to me about God because she, nobody sat around talking to her about God. Just the God that was naturally in her showed up for me. And I always pray God would bless her life tenfold. And, you know, unfortunately she's not here no more, but I pray she's in heaven rejoicing because she did so much when she didn't have to. She God already gave her four siblings to look after. Yeah. God gave her four siblings and three children to look after. And she didn't need me. She didn't need me as her assignment. She didn't need to add me to her fold. But she saw a lack that she knew shouldn't have been should have been a there. Void. Yeah, she saw a void, right. and, she, and she knew that. Okay, I can fill this void, and she did. She's the one person that, if my if I was around her, and my biological sister was around her, and she went to say something to me, she would she would check her. She couldn't. She couldn't. She didn't allow allow nobody to say nothing to me or about me around her, and that's insane. When another person has to check your biological sibling to not dump on you. Yeah. And so it's, it's so weird. And it's like, unfortunately, within this family, we like to pretend like stuff don't happen. We like to pretend, turn a blind eye. We'll never want to talk about things, fix things, acknowledge things, apologize for things, heal from things and move on. I'm expected to take it up the ass. And I'm going to say it just like that. I'm expected to take it up the ass and continue to still showing up being a sister to her that I've always been. I've always been a good sister to her. And I can say that in spite of us not actually having a relationship, I ain't never turned on her. I ain't never, um, I ain't never sat out here and talked about her. I don't put her down in front of people. Now I will speak my truth. Yeah, you're supposed to. But I don't, I don't, I don't put her down and say mean things about her. And every time she's had a back against the wall for us not to have a relationship, I always had your back expected still. to show up for her. Yeah. And. Whenever my back was against the wall, she's never been expected to show up for me. My mom has never stepped up and said, why you don't step up for your sister? But whenever she had a need, I'm supposed to step up for her and her child. As if I don't have a life, as if my life is not important. Yeah, if I ain't got stuff to do myself. Right, yeah. right. Like my, life is, like my life is supplemental to theirs. Yeah. Like, oh, when shit ain't going right in my life, we'll just come borrow from yours. It's not like you're using it. it right, like, hold it on. That's, that's how it is. Yeah. It, you ain't got no kids. You don't know real struggle. You don't know real life. Excuse you. I'm telling you, people who, like me who do not have children are treated as if we are backup life for other people. You should be able to do it because you ain't got no kids. Why you can't go do this for me? Why you can't go do that for me? Why you ain't got this to give to me? Why you can't help buy your niece this? Why you can't help your niece do that? Why you can't help your grandma do Why you can't help your uncle do this? As if I don't have a life of my own. Yeah. And I and I and I and I have maxed myself out to the capacity of I, I give and I do and I do and I give even when I don't have it to give. Yeah. And when it's my time, it's a problem. 
I never like I like I'm not met like, with that same energy. Yeah. I never been supported. I never been let's see let's help Ty and see what works for Ty. Let's 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 have Ty get to the finish line. Yeah. But I was expected to help my sister get to the finish line because she went out here and had a child. Right. And then my mama stepped up. And that's a that's a that's a curse in the in the black family as well, where people feel like when when somebody has a kid that your life is not equally as important as theirs because they have a kid. Yeah, you have. And a, it's like what? You just have a child. I'm sorry, you have a child. That okay? My life didn't end because that you had a you had a, a kid. You had right? a kid. <laughs> right. And so it's like I'm never celebrated for nothing. Nobody's never put nothing on the back burner to celebrate me. Nobody has ever stopped and supported me. You know. I, I can sit here and when I recall facts, that's a lot of times why we we can't heal and we can't move on because people forget all. I think the most the most horrible thing that I experienced is that I'm I, and one reason why I love Kamisha so much is that I appreciated her. Yeah. I appreciated everything about her, and I let her know I appreciated her. Yeah, and she appreciated me, and I didn't take for granted who she was because I knew. She didn't have to be for me what she was. Yeah. It's a choice. She didn't have to be my sister. She didn't have to um, step up to the plate. She she made a choice. And so when I'm sitting around and I'm being the best daughter, I'm being the best granddaughter, I'm being the best sister, I'm being the, the, the best niece, the best aunt, the best cousin I can be to people, and I get shitted on, it makes you start to reevaluate life. Yeah, Cause it I does. Because I don't understand how... If I'm doing everything that I'm supposed, if I'm doing everything you want me to do and I'm being the person you want me to be to you, how are you not appreciating that? But you're just expecting it like it don't come with an effort. Yeah. Treating people how they want to be treated, loving people and giving people a quality of life and the way you treat them is an effort. Now, treat people like shit requires zero effort. It don't require no energy, no, no, no time, no money, no nothing. Because it's simple. Right. It's real so simple. To, to balance treating people on a consistent basis yeah. across the board. Not like they matter. Family, yeah. Like they matter. Like they worth something. And to sit and have family look at you like you are crazy. And to say like, we don't understand what the problem is. Why are you so mad? I'm, I'm finally realizing my worth. Right. I don't understand my worth and y'all don't recognize right. it. So I guess I'll just remove myself from the situation. Right. Yeah. I didn't block I tell you, I got you. You ain't you ain't got to tell me. I, I saw. I'm like, hey, it is what it is. I done blocked so many people in this family. It is what it is. And I, I feel, and I don't feel bad for doing what's best for me. I feel bad that we don't have the relationships that we can have. Yeah. I'm willing to have a relationship with anybody who wants to have a relationship with me. And I try to show them that if I'm in your life, you get me 100%. Right. I don't have an expectation of you to treat me like your wife. I'm not your wife. I don't have an expectation to treat me like your kids. I'm not your kids. I'm not your dad. I'm not your mom. I'm your cousin. All I require is that my cousin be my cousin. Straight you know up. What I'm saying? And I already know, I already know I have an expectation of what that is. I don't overly have an expectation of what that is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I have a clear expectation of what that is. And I give that same thing in return to so you to know, like, I got you. Yeah. You know? If you, whenever you need me to stand up for you, whenever you need me to support you, whenever you need me just to be there for you, whenever you just need to laugh, I got you. you. Need encouragement, whatever you need support. If it's not beneficial to you, it sh- I should not be in your space. I'm not. I'm not going to tear you down. I'm not going to talk about you. I'm not going to poke hold. That's not what 
a decent human being does, and that's damn sure not what family do. No. So if I can't be the best, whatever my title is to, to people, I'll be nothing. And if you can't reciprocate the same thing, we'll be nothing. Yeah. We will we'll we'll keep it where it is. And the family tight with me. I know. Because I don't get to have an opinion. I don't get to have nothing to say. But when they say, Tie, daughter, sister, cousin, niece, mm-hmm. aunt, you got two hundred dollars. You got three hundred dollars. Can you do this? Can you do that? I'm I'm golden. I'm tapped out. Yeah. <laughs> but when no. I say, hey, Mari, don't go over there smoking weed with them with them boys. That's gonna ruin your life. That's a problem. It's a problem. If I say my Asia, don't be rude to your grandma. It's a problem. But I go and I volunteer, and I've been volunteering with children now for 16 years. Yeah. I've been volunteering with children for 16 years from ages four and five all the way up until adulthood. And I've been doing it consistently for 16 years. There are hundreds of children who parents trust me with their children's lives. Right. Trust me to make the best decisions for their children. Trust me to know what to say to their children, how to say it to them. Fine with me saying something to their children if I see something that's not right. Supports me in their children's lives. And my family would have you think I don't love or care about my family. Where well, my family think I'm optional. When I have something to benefit, then I'm then it's okay. Yeah, but I, I but I don't have no wisdom to offer. I don't have no life experience to offer. I'm just a wallet. I'm just a person that if they need something done. Yeah. I had a, a family member call me one night. I came in the house. They asked me if I can go pick their grandchild up. I'm sorry, what? Um, Because their mama was asleep or at work or something. Child got a whole father. Mom got a, got a whole man. Child got aunts and uncles. And called me and said, can you go pick her up and bring her to my house? What? Yeah. What? So when I tell you people have the gall to ring my phone and say, can you, can you, can you, can you? And I show up. I can't get nothing. Not an ounce of that back. In return. Yeah, that's Not even on the lowest level. That's And I'm right so now. tired of having this conversation and not being heard and not being apologized to not having any changed behavior that I just say, I'm going to go ahead on with life wherever God, because, because trust and believe all of this, all of this is tied to God for some reason. And it may not feel good to me now. And I don't fully understand it now, mm-hmm. but I do understand God's purpose. And that's another thing that bothers me to my core is the family takes my relationship with God as a joke. Why would you take that? I, I never understood that. Why would you take that as a joke? Like, Why would you take that not not being serious? Because oh, it's serious to me. Oh, we want to do so and so and so and so that you go. Oh, she got to go to church. Oh, she got the teens. Oh, you know how she is about church. Oh, you know how she is about the teens. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm like, so it's a joke to you? I really love God. Like, like I, it always makes the teens laugh when I say that because I'm usually about to say something bad after that. Like, uh-huh. I'll, rough, I'll rough them up. But I always say, <laughs> I really, I really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, the teens will be like, I'm like, struggle to be teaching the teens. He might, and he, especially if he's teaching them, um, if he teach them on some, um, 
like um forgiveness. Yeah. He'll be like, and I and I struggle with forgiveness. He'll cut his eyes at me and he'll be like, What's that? And I'll be like, show what I love God. Like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So the kids normally they, they just start laughing like yeah, they, they think a good it's time. something funny. They be like, Man, Shaw, you so Miss you so funny because I'm like, show what I love God. And he'd be like, But what's that? But what's that? I'm like, No, I, I love no, God. No, I love God. Yeah. But you know, sometimes people be know, tripping. Yeah. <laughs> people be tripping. People can really, can really um take stuff out you and um and I feel like um people you, you see every day every year people get uglier and uglier yeah they do they um, really do family included friends included oh yeah and I have just given up the fight on trying to fix or cope with or whatever you want to call it these situations and i give it i just let it go leave it to god yeah and i keep it moving because when i was working at the ymca on in swift creek i took a part-time job out there mm -hmm. one of the teens said something to me at the, and then when he said it to me at the time um it was like so profound to me at that moment yeah and he stopped by the desk and i was up there just you know doing what i do and he just was chatting with me and real real smart kid and he was pouring into me that day and he said you know what miss star you know you only got a limited amount of days left on earth mm, from a kid. and i said what he said miss star you only got a limited amount of days left on earth and you don't know how many of those days that you have so you have to not just make the most of it but you have to make it important so he was like, when you get up tomorrow, make your day important. Make sure everything about your day is structured or important or whatever. Make make it have a purpose. Yeah. And then he went on off to work, work out like he didn't just like drop. Like he didn't like just drop a gym. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. The <laughs> told me this. He going to go bitch press now? What? What is happening? And that has stuck with me ever since. And I just, me as a person, I don't like being mean to people because when I mean, <sighs> Yeah, cut deep. <laughs> if I'm, what, if I'm gonna be mean, I'm gonna be all the way. Right, I'm gonna cut all say, the way um, deep. Don't go. What is it? I think Robert Downey Jr. and it. it's like a military movie mm -hmm. or something. When they say, and I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but in the movie he say, "Don't go for retarded." I oh, that's like, a, that's Tropic Thunder. That's okay. right. You never go. For, yeah, <laughs> Tropic Thunder. If, if I'm gonna be mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going, going. I'm going for the. I'm going for it, the juggler. It's not like I'm trying to win the Olympics of being mean but if i'm going to be mean to somebody i'm going to i'm going to be mean for a reason i'm mean to you for a reason and for a purpose you typically did something to me but i'm not a person that just gets up and innately walks around and likes to be mean to people i yeah. do not enjoy being mean to people it's, it's not even in my spirit to just naturally be mean to people i like being nice to people making people laugh and being joyful and if i don't get that same energy back i wish you well and i keep, hey, it, keep it pushing keep it a pushing and that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I got you, cousin. No, and ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Speak your truth. Because if, if this is your lived experience, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes our siblings can do things that'll that that can cause us trauma. And you know, and it's hard to heal from that, especially that person doesn't acknowledge what they did either. And they think they're in the right. And I was like, yo, this happened 20 years ago, but I'm still feeling the effects of it. It's not that 
a lot of oftentimes I don't I'm not tripping off of nothing that happened 20 years ago. I'm tripping off stuff that happened a year ago. Yeah, that still can that, and it's like I'm continued behavior. That's what I'm like, tripping off of. Like that continued behavior. I'm not even tripping off stuff that happened a year ago because if I did not get the results that I I, I needed, because it's not about want. Yeah, if I, I needed the results I need, then I'm cool with walking away. And, and so it be pushing. it. It is what it is. And once I walk away and I keep it pushing, I don't have any more feelings about the situation. I stand on the feelings I had mm-hmm. and if I did not get the results that I needed, I, I'm okay with that. And I keep it pushing. Yeah. That's it. I still stand on how I felt, what you did, and I leave it right there. So eight months from now, I'm not still in that same spot. I'm not still holding on to them same feelings. <laughs> I left it all right there with you. Good. So you can so that's the memo for you. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately people think once time passes You that, forget about it? No. You know. <laughs> Six months has fixed the disrespect nah. that I gave to you. No, it just been six months. You still haven't apologized for the disrespect. And I'm going to keep it where it at. I'm going to keep go. it right, there, right there with you. You know, and I just trip because I feel like oftentimes I'm like, people are really missing out on an amazing person. Like They are. I am Starbucks. I'm, 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 I'm Duncan. I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, Ty. You... I mean, I, I used to always that. love coming over there, over Wayside. That was one of my favorite places to go over Wayside. We used to cut, and used to just cut up to all we, times we, of the night. We okay, got, we got to do a Wayside, a Wayside reunion, podcast. just 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 because we, we got to do one show. We we, we invite Larry, Larry, out. Larry and Bo on. Bo. Yeah, the Wayside Kim. Originals. We can invite some some more Waysideians out. Wayside Originals. Cold. Funny. Because, yeah, because it's simple and fat. Y'all in the hot boys era. Come on we now. We was over there. Side. We were over there. We although we ain't live away side, we was over right, there a lot. Right, I'm like, yo, we right. over here an awful lot not to live away. Y'all would pull up. <laughs> pull up every pull day. Up. Every day and just kick it's it. Two degrees, man. All to, to all degrees. times of the night. Yes. Everybody tells y'all need to go home. I'm like, right. man, whatever. We right. out here. But that mean with the um simple the similar, I mean, you know, me and my me and my brother, we got a good relationship. We could well now granted it was sometimes where we had some rockiness. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we had to call each other out on some stuff. He called me on out on mine, I called him out on his. It is what it is. We 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 got through it and we good. But yeah, I, I feel you on that though. Sometimes your your family is although they're your family by blood, the family you choose is the one you that you have the real relationship with, and that's biblical. A, br- right. a brother born of adversity. Right. In a time of struggle. But it makes me sad sometimes. It does. Because I'm like, why do everybody, like, for real, if, like, mom's side, dad's side, all my cousins have good relationships with their siblings. Yeah. All of y'all. And then there's me and her. And she takes no accountability for anything. And my mom doesn't make her take any accountability. They pretend as if this child is has not been awful to me. And that's why we'll, she'll, she'll never have a sister. And my mom will never have a family. Because I'm not going to be quiet and just accept how you treated me. Yeah, It does not work that way. It I love you, but I will love you from over there. And I'm going to continue to have a great life over here. And I wish you have a great life over there. Yeah. But I can promise her and I can promise them. I tell this to people all the time. I am not replaceable. No. 
it's hard to find people in this world who treat you the way you want to be treated all the time. And it takes a lot out of me because I treat people the way God wants them to be treated, yeah. number one. And I'm a tough act to follow. <laughs> you got that and right. If I'm being honest, like, I'm a tough act to follow. So, you know, I'm, I'm so, I, if I show you my phone right now. Oh, I believe it. If I show I you believe, my phone I right believe now, it. while we sitting here recording. I'm going to see if I'm blowing up like crazy. I, 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 I believe it. I believe it. People know who they can hit up. They yeah. know who they know who, who is clutch. They, they know, know who, who is reliable. Back. They know who got a good word for them. And you know, and I and I take responsibility when the the scales are unbalanced and people are only taking from me and not pouring into me. You know, that comes with life and you learn. Yeah. But I don't I don't let none of that stuff stop me from being me, who God created me to be. Exactly. I just stop being that for people. Yeah. Who don't deserve it. No, who don't know my worth. And and that's one thing I have learned to learn who to share my energy with. Mm-hmm. Learning who to share it with because that's important too. Because you get around a whole bunch of energy vampires, they just suck you dry. And you're like, man, why do I feel like this? You carrying all their burdens. I'm like, mm-hmm. I ain't even dealing with this. I ain't going through that. Why am I holding on to this? This ain't even for me. I just be feeling like life isn't as complicated as people make it. Um, it, it they make life a hundred times more complicated for themselves. By just being, by just by, by, by just, just making poor decisions that they know, they make their decisions hoping for the outcome that they want, and I'm okay with that. We all do that, right? But after a while of continuously making decisions and they don't pan out, you you get it, this innate feeling of knowing that the decision you want to make is not going to work out, and you do it anyway. You like you know this ain't going to end well. Right. You I choose made, to do. This. I made five decisions, and I this is what I wanted to do. This is the result I wanted, and none of it worked right. So I'm going to keep pushing in my bad decision. I've already shown myself I don't make good decisions. <laughs> I'm going to keep pushing of, on this bad decision making. And, 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 in, and in those times of making bad decisions, sometimes people reach out and they ask for help. They ask for advice. And you tell them the polar opposite of what they want to do. Absolutely. And then they turn around and still do what they want to do. And they dig themselves further and further and further and further deep into a hole. And now they want you to you be help to get them out the hole, right? Like I, I told you to avoid the hole. You you decided to get a shovel. <laughs> I is, told you to avoid it. You I, got a shovel. That's on you. Most people don't live life in balance to have to deal with other people's unbalance. Yeah, this is true. I'm not out here living my life insanely to then have to push all that off on somebody else to to feel like I want to give you a portion of this to fix. No. No, do what you're supposed suffer. I, I get mad when people don't want to suffer the consequences. Right. Again, accountability. That's what it goes back to. Is accountability. If you did it, I'd rather you own it. I don't care what it is. I'd rather you own what you did and and accept the consequences and deal with them. Versus you trying to pass it off to somebody else. No, that ain't right. If you did it, you did it. I take my lick. I, I take my I, lick. I, I, I've taken my share of lumps. I I, I <laughs> Lord knows I have. Actions, you know, it, <laughs> What uh, Jim Carrey said when he got off the elevator on Liar Liar, it was it was me. me. <laughs> That's right. As soon as he went, it was me. It was That's me. right. If I did it, I did it. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm like that at work. Hey, it's like, this this don't look right. Oh, I probably did do that. Okay, well, well yeah, guess what? Let me fix it. Right. If I did it, I own it. I correct it. That's it. If it was me, it was me. Yeah. Oh, all right, y'all. We went a little deep on this episode, but you know what? Sometimes it's called yeah. for. Again, like, share, yeah. subscribe. <laughs>
Like, share, subscribe, yeah. follow us on all our social platforms. That's my print. We <laughs> we out of here, peace, y'all. <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> <laughs>